Alright. Welcome to the show. I got Aaron Kleiber with me today. Comedian, actor. All around uh, good dude. Well, it's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> Alright, cut that music off. Welcome to the Reprobate Travel Cast, episode one. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting. We're in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, traveling hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we are on the far ends of the earth. It's a, we uh, we actually have such a big budget that I, they said you can go anywhere, and Clyber was like, Columbus, Ohio. If I, if I could point to a place on a map. At first, I'd say, where's Ohio? And then I would point to Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, my, right. my dad was like, kids, where do you want to go? Hawaii for Christmas? I was like, no. Columbus, Ohio. That's because uh, all the neighbor kids went to Columbus. Everyone got to go to Columbus. They're like, well, I'm going to Columbus on my birthday. Dude, we have a pumpkin festival in Circleville, not too far up north, every year that you do not want to miss. So uh, you're in town here in Columbus doing a uh, uh, show at the Funny Bone Comedy Club at Easton. Yep, awesome place. Dave Stroop's the man. One of the best clubs in the country. You're opening for Jim Brewer. Is that what's going on? Yes, sir. Awesome. It's good times. I get to do a little traveling with uh, Jimbo. Are you like buddies with him? Are you guys close? Uh, I did. This is my this is uh, my first couple dates with him. Yeah. So uh, you know we're, we're rounding on our third fourth date. So sooner or later uh, it might get spicy. So, but I the third base. Well, who knows? But I, I am traveling to Florida next week, and we're doing a, a bunch of shows in Florida over twelve days. Awesome. Yeah, travel. Yeah, that's real travel. Yeah. Well, we got some episodes coming up from some cool places. Sweet. Not your episode. No. But you know. Yeah. You're working, man. That's cool. Yeah. We went to uh, lunch at Payway. Yeah. Restaurant right down the it's street. Payway. 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 Which I realized was an 11-year-old girl that owns the place. Payway is a 11-year-old girl who stands outside with an umbrella and sadly eats lo mein. She's adorable little Payway with her <laughs> sign out on Polaris I think we just. I think we just wrote an anime cartoon. Lo <laughs> <laughs> Payway. She lonely. She lonely. Stupid. Aaron Kleiber, you want happy ending talk talk with your Payway. Oh, that's what my fortune cookie said. <laughs> oh God, help me! Uh, so uh, I was t- I was telling you a, a little travel story. Travel stories. I was telling you a little travel story. Let's do uh, it. I got a couple little ones. A couple little ones. I um, I have one. I, I was uh, I was actually uh, driving uh, from uh, a city to my hometown with a headliner, and uh, this headliner was. Hammered, oh, or, or shall we shall we say, shammered? He was shammered, and I was not drinking at all because I had to drive four hours back home. Right, and uh, we were driving together. So he makes you open and drive. Yes, awesome. Yeah, well, you know, he's a good guy. He gives me money, and I'm not going to tell you who he is. I'm not, you know. All right, but uh, we uh, we we pull out of the, the the club where we're working, and we're about to just drive home that night because it was easier to just drive home, you know. Then get in a place. And um, he wants to listen to my iPod. So, But he's so hammered. He's trying to put together my iPod. you got to plug it in and put the tape thing in and whatever. And he's like trying to grab it off me. And then I, we start swerving. Because he's trying to put my shit together and it's messing it up, you know. And I'm like, give me my iPod. You're going to jack it up. And we're swerving while the cops pull us over as soon as we pull out of this place. Because we start immediately swerving. Get pulled over. And I'm like, I- I'm angry. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, dude. Oh, you got to be kidding me. And I know he's shmammered, okay? So the cops come up and they're like, you've been drinking. I said, I, you know, it's like 11 o'clock right now. I said, I had a beer at 7 o'clock with dinner. He was like, really, did you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, bro. And my headline friend, comedian, is he goes... What do you want, you fucking pigs? Oh man! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh, good. And Lord. I and I was like, he, I, I am not, I have not been drinking. He has been drinking a lot. And he was like, all right, get out of the car. And he was just, I kept, I kept asking me, oh, did you? How much did you drink? How much? I said, dude, I had one drink five hours ago, bro. Like, dude, I, 
I, I'm not stupid. I'm not oh, going to drive four hours and have a bunch of drinks. So he's like, basically, I don't believe you. And then the headline guy, he's yelling. He's still in the car, and the the cop's partner's standing at the window with him, making sure he's not doing anything crazy. And he's just yelling out the window, why don't you let us go? We'll let you pigs suck our dicks. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm looking this cop in the face smirking, but I'm also mortified. And I'm like, dude, I have nothing to do with this man. I'm giving him a ride. Please don't. Please. I swear. I... I Abda, you know He's what I mean? He's a hitchhiker. I don't yeah, see this I, guy. I picked up a hitchhiker. I'm mortified. I'm mortified because I am not a I'm not a DUI guy. I don't mess around with that stuff. Hell no. You know what I mean? So he's like, oh, we're gonna put you through some tests. I'm like, really? Oh, I, I bet mean, they are. Dude, I did everything. <laughs> I did things. I did te- drunk tests that I didn't even... It was like answering Wheel of Fortune puzzles. I was like... He was like, do you know what four across is on this crossword puzzle? I'm like, what the hell? I'm like... I, he had me do the alphabet thing. Had me walking on lines. Had me stand on one foot. Okay? This is funny. Now, I, I played ice hockey my whole life. So I have very good balance. Okay? I think that's what it's from. But he made me stand on one foot. I stood on one foot for a minute and 15 seconds. And I was like, um, well, what are we on? And he's like, oh, we're, you're at about 72, 75 seconds. I was like, is that long enough? <laughs> I'm like, if this is, lo- how long do sober people stand on one foot? You know what I mean? Like, so he, I was like, he was like, all right, 75 seconds. You can put your hand down or your foot down. And I was like, well, how long is normal? He's like, oh, about 25. I'm like, well, shit, dude. Well, you can cl- clearly see not only am I drunk, I'm amazing. <laughs> like Your headliner, buddy, uh, but- Oh, and he's just in the... He, I just hear random... I just look back and hear him talking to the officer. He's like... You just hear random like, yeah, he's a, yeah, you fucking piece of shit. And I'm just like... I'm like, what is going... What is he even saying back there? Oh. And uh, and we went through all that. And he, this guy wanted to arrest me. He wanted so bad. But I passed everything. I did the alphabet backwards twice. And I never... I was like, I'm impressed, actually. I might start teaching... Dude, I can't even do the alphabet backwards. I can't do it. I did it twice. I can't do it. I was excited. I was, like, so excited (laughs) that I was about to... Do the alphabet backwards right now. I can't. I can't. Because you asked me, I can't even do it. Z-Y-X. Z-Y-X-W. V-U. V-U. Uh, 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 G F E D C B A. Those us, boom. <laughs> See, those, those us would have had you in trouble there, though. Well, I the us is because we've been drinking, so like we're, I'm a little hammered right now. That's where the us came in. No, I wasn't drinking anything. Yeah, I just have payway. Uh, you, you, the payway. You have some payway. That's, is that racist? And now we have to say something about Jeremy Lin. <laughs> and hello to all our Asian listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that Jeremy was, Lin, he's awesome, dude. Whatever. I don't know anything about basketball. I just know that ESPN is like, oh, a Chinese guy? Let's say racist things. No, yeah, that was messed up. That's insane. That What's the... What the... What? What? Look at that chink dunk. Hey, <laughs> hey, whoa, hey. That's, that's insane. Anyway. So, so you're... This headliner really... He's fucked you. He, he, he fucked you. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I, I understand he was a little drunk, you know, uh, but then again, it's like, oh, never again. No way. <laughs> if you're that hammered, bro, I'm leaving you behind. No you way. Got, yeah, that is, that is, so, uh, but it is a really funny story. Do you tell that on stage? No. <laughs> he no. would hate you for telling it on the podcast, probably. Well, I didn't give his name, so, because yeah, he's, yeah, he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of mine. He's a friend of mine, too. Nice guy. So. Very nice guy. And I, and I can't say I haven't been there. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I had days. Well, it might have been you, so we're just not saying. Somewhere in Iowa, me and Jake were driving I'm, home. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't me. That's You ask people stories about me around the country, and they have stories similar to that. Only um, I was the guy. That's uh, gorgeous. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, you got to give people to remember you something by, you know, like, is that, <laughs> wait, is that make, yeah, remember you by, whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's a good little, little uh, road comedy kind oh, of uh, running with the cops. And uh, I guess the only, other, the only other thing I can think of is the time that um, I was totally hit on, which is, you know, I'm a robust comedian. I'm not gorgeous by any sense, you know. Oh, I'm no, I think you're pretty. I'm no Ryan Gosling. But um, but uh, I'm a fat guy with a pretty face. I gotta look up Ryan Gosling. Oh, know. tap it in. 
Is he, he's pretty. Um, yeah, I was I was at an air, I was at the airport in uh, L.A. I was at LAX, and myself and Jeez, a, he looks like a model or something. He, he's, is he, he's a comic. He's Ryan Gosling. He's from The Notebook. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Drive. Did you see the movie Drive? I, uh, no, but awesome, I saw the Notebook. Awesome, like awesome, three awesome. Times because if you want to get laid, you, they make you watch the Notebook right. first. A lot. Well, of times. Drive might get you laid. I don't know. If, depending on what kind of girl she is. So I'm not going to make watch a movie with that dude in it with a chick. She'll yeah, that's be a bad idea. Going, she'll look at me and be like, "What the fuck am I with this guy for?" Look yeah, I could go home by myself and watch Notebook on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, and not make out with a dude who looks like he just got off the Greyhound bus. Because <laughs> you did. You did, though. And it's not your fault. You did. I did. What was I saying? Uh, so you got hit on by, like, a major uh, movie. Uh, or, well, she's a TV She's star. a TV actress, and I'm not going to name names. Uh, nobody, and then they're like, yeah, right. That shit didn't happen. It straight up happened. Like, uh, the two we of us. you got to give her name. She's not going to mm, get mad. No, I can't. I can understand the other story, but this one, I don't think she'll get mad. All right. She had a couple drinks in her. I don't know what it was. Uh, I fu- Wait, what? she was on CSI. <laughs> Hang on, I'm getting online here. Yeah. CSI. She's a redhead. Yeah, that's all we'll say. How about that? Okay, that's cool. There are some red- like three redheads from CSI. Well, Look at this. She was Cougtown. How about that? She was pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty Coug Nation. She's pretty Cougary. Yeah. Well, we were at she LAX. on a show called China Beach. Oh, back in the day. That's right. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, she's pretty. Uh, so we were at LAX, and the two of us lost our luggage. And she's like, you know, angry. I'm angry. But then I just started like, whatever. I'm cutting up. You know, this is before I even started doing stand-up. I was out, you know, doing something for a movie. And uh, and I just start cutting up about it and just like making jokes and like making jokes about these inept people that are working for US Air or whatever. And, and she starts laughing. And she's like, oh, you're, you're a funny guy. You're really funny. I'm like, oh, okay. And she said something like, uh, we should just we should just go hang out and have a glass of wine or something uh, at the, uh, whatever it's called, the, you know, the Captain's Club or the President's Club or something like that. And I was just like, oh, I'm married. Like, I'm like, I was kind of like, you know, that was kind of the first older woman that was like cooging on me. Yeah, you know? you're married. You couldn't do nothing about it, huh? No. And then she's like, where are you staying? Or, do you ever get sick of your wife cock blocking you like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, honey, come on! I got these chicks, and all you do is swoop in and say no. Listen, take those kids home for a minute, honey. No, uh, but yeah, I, you know, it was, uh, yeah. And then she's like, "Well, I live in town," and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Okay, of course you do. Okay, see ya." Like I was, you know, I was, uh, mm-hmm. and and everyone's like, "Well, did you go have a glass of wine with her?" No. No, I didn't. No, and I know you, Aaron. You wouldn't. I, you, you never. You don't cheat on your wife. You're a good. No, dude. I, I've been on the road with you. <laughs> yeah, you know. You yeah, know. I, yeah, I don't mess you around. Turn it down. It's awesome. I, I, I think uh, if you're going to get married, you should be you married. Should probably be married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think guys that cheat are dicks, dude. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And because, uh, 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 like the old, uh, and this goes with travel, right? Yeah. I mean, this is this happens. You know, guys meet ladies on the road. You know, people travel, traveling and, you know, whatever. But, you know, I always, like, you know, when you're traveling around, uh, the old adage, is that what it's called, an adage? Yes. I don't know. Like, the old saying is that, why would I go out for hamburger when I have steak at home? Right. I mean, you know, because, you know, you have somebody great at home. She's home with your kids. And she takes care of your house when you're gone. Absolutely. She's an amazing person. Why, you know, when I can go home and have, you know, a T-bone, why would I go out and have some, you know... McDonald's jumbo bologna or right. something. But you're as you're walking away, was your penis going, dude? What are you doing? Go back. Did it well, devil I think appear I, on your well, shoulder? no. It was it was more like you have, you don't get tempted at all. Oh sure, you know we're normal people. But yeah, but, but you just kind of you just kind of have to walk away, walk away. And it, when you fucked your wife later, were you thinking of uh, the actress from CSI? No, <laughs> no. Is it weird that when I jerk off, I think about your wife? Um, well, I did give you that full poster of her for your birthday. <laughs> Dude, thank you for that. I framed it. It's uh, it's actually in my uh, bathroom. And what's funny your is... Your wife this, is beautiful. Well, thank you, but... Dude, yeah. you're so lucky. You got a, you got this acting stuff going on. You're shooting a commercial tomorrow. Yeah. You, uh, you've been on some TV shows lately. You're touring the whole country doing comedy. Yeah. You're, you're, you're living the dream, really. You know that, right? 
I well, you have a wife, you have beautiful well, kids. The, yeah, it's I Ew. feel I feel like I'm I feel good. I'm doing what I'm uh, what I love, and I'm I'm making a living. You know, because uh, we don't want to allude to people that when you're have small little bit stuff and commercials and and movies that and you do stand up doesn't mean you're a millionaire. A lot of people don't. You yeah, know, you're still hustling. I'm still making as much as a you know a manager at TGI Friday makes. So. But you, it, but you're an artist, you know, and, and that's rewarding. It is and, fun, and, and you're going to be big one day. You're going to be, and I don't mean just. I'm working on it with your weight. I mean, you're. Going well, to no, be, I'm already pretty big, but I feel like I'm, you know, I'll be big everywhere because if I ever go overseas, they'll be like, "Look at that big man. He's huge. You, why he, he's, he's so, so big. big? Why you're so big? You stay at payway too much. Why you at payway four day week? <laughs> uh. Well, awesome. Oh, I, I got Speaking <laughs> of travel, let me pitch this. I have a show idea. All right, it's let's do it's because all comedians we travel. That's why you're having comedians on. Uh-huh. Here, I'm, one thing I'm going to ask what what your viewers think about this. When I travel, I want to do a like a short web series or maybe even a TV show called Buffet Adventures. Buffet Adventures. Tell Buffet Adventures. <clears throat> speaking of payway and Chinese food. I love Chinese food, but I'll go to any buffets, and I want to go to buffets in different towns and just check out what they have, talk about their variety, their value, everything, and just make, have fun. Make fun, have fun, have egg foo yan, like just, yeah, happy fun, number 10, all, it's, what do you think about that? That's a good idea, buffet adventures. Dude, it's like ghost adventures. Yeah. But not with ghosts. Right. And and but with food, with egg rolls, <laughs> yeah, and that's a good idea, dude. I think it's a good idea. I think I got your theme song. All right, hit me. All right, hit me. Let me just tune up here. Okay. So uh, I think we could sell buffet adventures. Uh, I, I've thrown the idea to a couple people. <laughs> I love. That's like my Vegas, little. It's dude. my little game. It's my little game when I travel. I like to go to little buffets. Eat so much you break your dentures. Oh yeah. We're going on some buffet adventures. Yes. Yeah, what do you think? I like it. It's just short yeah. and boom. Yeah. Buffet adventures. Yep. Buffet adventures. I love you, Jake. Sing your buffet adventure song. I don't I I, I don't know I don't Eat so much you <laughs> break your dentures. Right? Is that right, Matt? We're going on a buffet adventure. Hey, fat guy, let me show you the ropes. <laughs> I don't know anything that rhymes with ropes. <laughs> You've got no hope. Oh, there we go. That rhymes with rope. Let's smoke some dope so I can cope. Like he said, we can break our dentures. When we go on our buffet adventure. Boom, boom, love it. There you go. I liked it. I think I think you're onto something. Buffet adventures on uh, the travel chain. No, the Food Network. Exactly. Funny. It's about food. It's about travel. I mean, we can have networks fighting over it. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna make some phone calls. All right. To the president of show business. Oh, is he going to call? I'm going to try to if call. If the president of Showbiz calls, can you tell him to give me a call? <laughs> but tell Dude, him to, I, have a, I can't get him on the phone. If I haven't answered, tell him to leave a massage. Well, if, uh, if you're listening, president of show business, please call uh, Jake Anarino and Aaron Kleiber here at uh, the um, Reprobate Travel Cast. Do you know why I call it that? Why? I should probably get that information out for everybody. Uh, well, I looked up the, the word... Reprobate, because I heard somebody call me that. A reprobate? Yeah, they called me a reprobate. I, they said that I was everyone's favorite reprobate, and I'm like, well, what's a reprobate? And I and I looked up the definition. Listen to this. I thought it was repobate. Like repobate would be like the person that you stage 
when you're trying to repo someone's car and then you trick them and then you repo their yeah, car. Yeah, they're the guys like, look over here, look over here. And then, boom, yeah. grab, the other guy's like, driving off Like a hot chick repo is knocking baby. on the door and say, you want a free stripper. But then they're also towing your car while you're talking to the stripper. And she's like, psych, I work for the repo man. <laughs> repo bait. That's repo bait. No, it's reprobate. R-E-P-R-O-B-A-T-E. Uh, and I, I looked it up. It says, a morally unprincipled person. Okay. One who is predestined to damnation. Rejected by God and without hope of salvation. <laughs> and I thought, don't you sell a t-shirt with that on it? <laughs> I, I said, that wasn't a very fucking nice thing to call me, man. That would be a hilarious comedy t-shirt. It says Jake Annarino. What is it? Reprobate. Uh, like noun. But then you just put the definition <laughs> for reprobate. <laughs> it's your t-shirt. Yeah, I mean... Damned by God! With no hope of salvation! How do they know? I mean, wow! Who do they know? What does she think of me? Yeah, uh, we've talked to Jesus and he said no. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. Eh, you lose. So fucked up. Anywho. Oh, the people you meet. Man, thanks for coming on today. Oh, yeah, this is good I don't times. think we're done. You want to hang out for a minute? Long? you got to go somewhere, don't you? Um, yeah. Where are you going? Oh, you got a movie with uh, Jim Brewer. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Don't talk about my private life, Jake. Are you guys going to hold hands at the movie? Well, <laughs> well, I don't know. If he wears overalls, it might be a fun time. He seems cool, man. Really good guy. Funny dude. How was the show last night? Awesome. Sold out. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, dude, it shows up and sells out a show on a Monday in Columbus, Ohio. The dude is balling. Balling. Yeah, man. So I'm happy to uh, have a little peace. I will take a little peace. I will get up and I will make people laugh before you. I will take it. That's awesome. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of headliners like you. I, I see. I first met you in Louisville, Kentucky. You true? Working for uh, Bob Cameron. Yeah. That son of a bitch. At whore. <laughs> and uh, bag of biscuit whores. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. We were working with Steve-O from yeah. Jackass. Yeah. That week changed my life. He, you know, I love Steve-O. He's so cool, man. Good dude. He's uh, helped me out a lot. He's taken me to a lot of clubs, introduced me to South Florida comedy, and uh, he's been really good to me. Yeah, he's just an amazing person. And his book is awesome. His book's incredible. What's it called? Uh, Professional Idiot. Professional Idiot. The yeah. New York Times bestseller. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's so funny. People think that he's, like, not this smart guy because he's on Jack. He's a brilliant dude. Very good writer. And see, the thing is, like, you, even with everything out there that you've seen of him on video and all the stuff that's, you know what I mean? Like, you think you'd seen everything about him. But then the fact that his book really deeps, like digs deeper into more about who he is and like more stories. Like I was just like, wow, I thought I knew him a little bit before this. And then you read his book and you're like, holy hell, like there's a lot of stuff going on. This is a pretty amazing story. It really is an amazing story. It is. He's an incredible guy. Uh, um, you know what? Um, I think we could just say this was uh, awesome. It was, it was probably the highlight of your career being on my podcast. Well, now, one. well, when I go on stage tonight, I'm going to say heard on the retrobate travel podcast. No, not, not retrobate. It's reprobate. Now I have to read Retro- my show. I don't think you Oh, retrobate. Oh, retrobate is how you catch metrosexual men. That's <laughs> retrobate. <laughs> what would that be? Cocaine or something? Like no, that? retrobate is you wear fluorescent colors and uh, um, Miami Vice shoes, which are, well, obviously slip-on white shoes. <laughs> those are my, my Oh, Vice I act like you don't have a pair of those. Yeah, man. well, I mean, who doesn't? I have, a, I have like... And it, and it has an eagle medallion on the top of it, just like a little... That's so stupid. Well, good luck tonight. Uh, Thanks. And uh, we will uh, hopefully see you soon. Oh, and take seven, we're back. Uh, I had some technical difficulties, but I think we're good now. I got Bob Cook in the studio with me. Uh, comedian extraordinaire, boobcock.com, B-O-O-B-C-O-K. Check that shit out. Fuckers. Welcome to the show, man. I think we just lost half the listeners. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Check that out, fuck face. <laughs> Kiss my dick. Good night. So I hear you have some good um, travel stories. I got some interesting ones. Most of those come with uh, the addition of alcohol and uh, the seedy environment of stand-up comedy and all the bad decisions therein. Oh, yeah. I, I know the feeling. Yeah, there's never any, like, interesting story that I've ever made uh, based on, like, good decisions, you know. It's always a... No no one ever talks about the time that you successfully walk down the sidewalk. It's always when the fat guy falls down the steps that makes for a good story. (laughs) 
Have you ever traveled by a Greyhound before? No. I. You know, one time I went to Cleveland, but it was years ago, and it was only like an hour. Uh, you, you traveled Greyhound? Traveled Greyhound when I did the Looney Bin <laughs> run. I traveled Greyhound the whole way. I love the Looney Bin people. Yeah, it was, it was a great club, but uh, I got stuck on a bus at one point that uh, there was a crack in the windshield, and uh, it whistled like a tea kettle for, for a five-hour stretch. Like I, I played my iPod uh, on full blast to go to sleep, just just to sleep and get away from the whistling. And, Couldn't you uh, stuff anything in the crack? Like um... I've tried that with every woman I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've tried that, but my ears were still open. <laughs> so, like, I stuffed everything in my crack you... before I got on the ground. <laughs> were you uh, uh, next to the window with the crack? Uh, it was the windshield, man. I was like three, four rows back, and uh, the driver tried to address it, but like it was, it was one of the worst travel experiences I ever had. We got uh, that bus that had the crack was an hour late, and so when I got to St. Louis to my uh, final, uh, you know, to board my final uh, connection, uh, we actually missed the bus because they were late, and so they were going to give me a twelve-hour layover in St. Louis. A 12-hour layover at the bus station in St. Louis? Yeah, and there's, like, hobos wandering around. Like, the the bus stations are just a, a mecca for homeless people, man. They all converge on it to try to see if they can get money from different travelers. Because, you know, the um, the clientele just overturns every couple of hours at a bus station. So, I um, my phone was going dead, and I couldn't tell my wife that I wasn't going to be at home at the time I was supposed to be. So I went to plug in my phone, and a woman at the Greyhound bus station started to yell at me. Apparently, you're not allowed to use their outlets either. So she was like, you know, you can't plug your phone in. And I was like, well, listen, I got this problem. My wife's going to be here with my kids. And she was like, well, I'm not in charge of the bus schedule. And I was like, well, then what do they do? Just put you in charge of electrical outlets? she (laughs) She was like, you know, if you keep talking like that, then you can just get out of the bus station. I was like, how about suck my dick, take her easy? And I walked out and I grabbed a cab and... Even though my ticket was already purchased for the bus, I took a cab straight to the fucking airport with the money I still had for my last week, and I just flew straight home. What a nightmare, man. Sipping Jack Daniels into the sky. So you're not suggesting Greyhound as a means of travel? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some real horror stories. In um, the bus station in Oklahoma City, they actually had uh, armrests on the benches to prevent the homeless people from coming in and sleeping overnight. So I had an eight-hour layover in Oklahoma City... That was from midnight till 8 a.m. And you couldn't plug in your phone. And you couldn't lie across the bench. And so you just walked around like a zombie for eight hours. And the guy that uh, him and his wife were there that had connected with me. So we had talked friendly. He had like a major scar across his face from like a knife wound. And that was like the guy that I trusted around there. It was just, it was an incredibly seedy environment. And they're like cruel to people. They're like, I... I asked if I well, could. you mean the 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 employees were cruel to people? Yeah, because a lot, a large percentage of their clientele is like that's what the government will put their like you know released convicts on the Greyhound and stuff. And so you see, you can spot them a mile away. They're all dressed in like gray sweatsuits and shit, and so they're just getting released. You know, typically holding the Bible and trying to get their minds right on their release. So they know that you're fucked. They can kick you off the bus. So I'm somewhere in Arkansas. And I asked if I can use the restroom, and the guy said, you should have done that earlier. And he talked to me in a way that if that were to just happen on the street, I would, you know, stand up for myself. But it was it was understood that if I said anything, he would leave me on the side of the highway in Arkansas. Holy so, hell, you know, man. As a, as a 32-year-old man, I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll go earlier next time. You just had to. <laughs> and I mean, these are people that I fucking gave 500 bucks for the travel, you know. I wasn't treated as though I was a commodity to, you know, lengthening his employment. I was treated like a fucking dick. But I am kind of a dick, but he didn't know yet, you know. Yeah, he shouldn't have assumed that. <laughs> he should have learned that you were a dick over time. Right, right. He should have gotten to know me and then distanced himself like everyone else I've come across. Say, so all of a sudden, this guy's a dick. Right. Not just go, oh, this guy is a dick without... You didn't even say anything dicky. Yeah, it's pretty... Pretty uh, miserable way to go, man. I was thinking about doing a project for for my my travel podcast where I go from Ohio to Los Angeles via nothing but Greyhound bus. Oh my god, that would be absolutely awful. You'd be out of your mind by the end of it, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. 
Could you stop and smoke weed and stuff? Uh, I imagine there's weed smoking around the bus station, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of hobos and, and things doing their own thing. There's people popping pills on the bus. I mean, there's people flasking it on the bus. It's 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 pretty out there, man. I think. Like I, said, I went to Florida one time on a Greyhound, and it's maddening because you'll get like probably 30 miles from your destination, but then because of all the connections and stuff, you'll end up like shooting up, you know, another 50 miles north to go somewhere. So you're almost there several times, and you know it lengthens it by 50 percent wherever you're going. Florida, Tampa, like 20 hours takes like 30, 35 by Greyhound. You know, what a nightmare, man! I took the train once. And then I, I ran a train on a girl once. <laughs> and that, and it's, I actually took a train to go run a train on a girl. Uh, no, I took the bus to run a train on the girl. Oh. Was, and then we cabbed it back. I was the caboose. <laughs> um, I, I ran into a couple of uh, river like barge uh, workers on my first leg of the Greyhound, and they taught me all this unwritten uh, Greyhound etiquette, which I wouldn't call it etiquette, I guess. like There's no etiquette. but uh, Like if you steal a guy's wallet... Right, uh, right. Leave him a sorry yeah. note or a thank you note or something. There's, uh, what was the, the thing that these guys would, uh, first of all, they'll talk your fucking ears off, but uh, what they would do is um, they're like, okay, first thing you do whenever we get to the connection terminal is you just run in there, you drop your bags at the front of the next connection terminal, then do whatever you got to do. But that way you've established your place in line. That way, like, see, typically people who get on a bus not thinking, you'll start walking down the aisle looking for a seat. As though, like, there's some magical throne at the back of the bus. But these guys are like, just grab the first fucking seat. That's why you want first in line, because the people that get on last, they end up fucking sitting half-ass-cheeked into the hallway and all this shit. So you get, like... Into the aisle, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Technically. (laughs) The buses have hallways. This bus has a beautiful hallway. Very nice. The chandelier on this bus was amazing. Have you seen the foyer? If they would stop spending all their money on all these perks, maybe they could get a decent employee who wouldn't yell at me. But yeah, they uh, you would actually uh, just sit immediately so that whenever you connected, you could hop the fuck off, get in the front of the line, and just keep managing it like that, man, because it was like no man's land. You could see the sad, desperate looks of like a mother with two children like marching to and from. It was like the miniature trail of tears going up and down the hallway. <laughs> Oh man, it sounds like a terrible way. The train wasn't bad. Uh, of you course, mean when I you know, when you fuck the chair, no. Right? I mean the the Amtrak. Was, this train was awful. <laughs> <laughs> the girl thought it was awful. It was cool for me. I made a couple morning. friends. I've always wanted to travel by train. I thought that would be pretty. It cool. was neat. I had uh, my own little uh, sleeper car. Yeah. And there's a little shower in there, not in my car, but in the hallway with a lock Is on it. A it. nice shower? No, I mean it was it golden. <laughs> <laughs> you were just—that's what was... it was. You were just like a hobo in a rail car, and some guy was peeing on you. It wasn't bad. I, had a I, I enjoyed it. And a shower. Meals were included. <laughs> nice bindle. <laughs> it, it wasn't a terrible way to go. And every stop, uh, I'd go out, hit my one hitter, get back in. I was I was drinking at the time. I'm not drinking anymore, but at the time, and I was like drunk half the trip. Yeah, I thought. I mean, it's just there's no Greyhound seat that's like comfortable. So I thought if the train was at least comfortable, you know, and it travels quicker, and uh, there's not as many like stops and connections. But I've heard that trains are pretty treacherous too. So I don't I don't know how. No, I enjoyed the train. Hmm. Perhaps next time. There's nothing better than just like. I, I did a show last week, and um, I got uh, pretty intoxicated at the show, and that was probably the best travel arrangement that I had ever had, was I had a driver, and I uh, I perfected the blackout so that I was blacked out over the exact six hours it took to get back home. So that, that in a way, was a lot like... Um, like when they do the teleporter on uh, Star Trek, I just hopped into the car, and then somebody was like, "Well, time to get up here at your house now." And I'm like, "That was instantaneous. That was phenomenal." You just took a ten minute nap, and you were there. <laughs> Six hour drive, you're there. Wow, that's a, that's. What was that uh, Chris Tucker Bruce Willis movie where they would like knock them out in the plane? I don't know what you're talking about, Bob. I might have just made it up. I think you did. I don't. There was what no was movie that? like that. What was that um, famous movie that had? Um, John Travolta and Bruce Willis. Pulp Fiction. No, no, I'm talking about Luke Who's Talking. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, this, yeah. This was the voice. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, they were great together. I think that that after that, somebody's like, we need to get these two together again, and that's where Pulp Fiction idea came from. Yeah, <laughs> if only Pulp Fiction had some talking babies, they would have act, you know, money maker. Now I heard that like originally they had had uh, Kirstie Alley book to play the part that Uma Thurman ended up taking <laughs> of her engagements. <laughs> Greyhound bus. Yeah. I mean, of all the ways to travel, that's got to be, you know, the bottom rung. That's like, um, that's like there's different levels of drug use. And like, the, the Greyhound is the, um, you know, intravenous, like, uh, heroin. Of Seriously? Travel. Yeah. It's really, like, there was a guy when I went to Florida who, uh, you talk to these guys who develop a relationship. This guy was like a uh, potato farmer, which is just, you know, odd job anyway. But, um, he uh, ended up telling me at some point that he was armed, that he had like a uh, forty-five in his duffel bag. And so, you know, he seemed like nice enough to me, so I was like, uh, keep, keep this guy close by. Um, but at some point he was like, I'm going to run into the store real quick, watch my bag. And I'm like, what the fuck is that all about? So I just sat vaguely where I was. I didn't like, let, let me hold that for you. And then he came back out with, like, beers, and, you know, they're hidden in a bag, and so you're, you're traveling down the road drinking beers with some strange potato farmer that's armed to the teeth. I mean, that's Greyhound. I think I'd probably pack something if I was riding Greyhound. I actually just got my concealed carry license, so... Oh, good great. for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a gun, so that's kind of... <laughs> I don't know. I might have concealed it too well. I can't find a gun anywhere, but... We're not, now we we party around here anymore. You and I've traveled. Uh, you and I have traveled on a couple of gigs. Oh, some of them I remember. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of them either. We were, you know, we were both drinking pretty heavy. Dayton, Ohio. We did a couple gigs out there. Did, I remember we did Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> I remember spilling a sandwich tray at a bar in Cincinnati as we were leaving. That was awkward. What else did we do? I remember, because we did, oh, do you remember we did uh, Indianapolis when we did the Bob and Tom thing, and I bought the, the bar around, and then we Dude, out. okay, that that's a good story. Yeah. I did the Bob and Tom show, which I'm banned from that show. Let's Are talk you? about, yeah, let me tell you that story real fast. I uh, was was um, on the Bob and Tom show. I was at Crackers or something. I can't remember why I was on, but <clears throat> you have to clear every joke with the producers, there's a producer kid there. Yeah. And you have to clear every joke, and that makes sense. They have sponsors and whatnot, and they want to make sure you're not going to say anything crazy. So, And I didn't have a lot of radio experience at the time, and uh, I didn't know what, the, what I was doing. But I had uh, – remember that Woody Allen thing when he had slept with a, like his adopted daughter or whatever, soon yeah. he um, – I had a song called Your 13 Chinese in Your Mind. <laughs> I remember that. So the guy says, what kind of stuff do you want to do on your guitar? I said, well, I have this song. I have that song. I have uh, one called Your 13 Chinese in Your Mind. And the guy goes, you can't do the song, but you could. You can mention that you have a song by that name. That That's pretty funny. But I don't want you to sing it because that's too much. And I was I like, okay, cool. I remember that. That's the. So that was the only time you were on there? Was that? No, you and I did it once. I think I must have done it three times because um, I did it once by myself. I did it another time. I don't know. But anyway, so I say it and the girl... Uh, yeah, Christy. Christy. Or, was, yeah. I remember that. I find that offensive. That's the show. That Were you on that with show you. with me? Yeah. Wow. Like, How I fuzzy. Find that is... offensive because I have a daughter. And like, uh, have you ever worked with comedians here in the, the studio before? Yeah, but you know, I got to I, I have to say, I don't blame them for getting upset because uh, they have sponsors. It's not that kind of show. It's not that edgy. They're not going for yeah. You know that that angle. But as, I was oh. I was so green at the time. And yeah, and you have a point too. It's comedy. You know, well, lighten up. The, the real point is that you were cleared. At least I was cleared by the I mean, producer, so it should be understood by the staff that you're coming on, and you're not you're not like renegade, you know. Right. Well, anything. you know, I haven't been on since, and if the Bob and Tom, Tom people are listening, um, you know, sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't. Christy, that that was fine. I'm sorry that I said anything. Yeah. No, Christy was. She had every right to say, "Get the hell off the show, you idiot." Yeah. Um. I wonder how old her daughter Plus, is. Plus, you wait a second. You know and I mean? let me just say now. Like how old is. Because that was got to be like four, four years ago. Dude, stop it. She's not 18. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> stop it. No, stop it. Well, your song indicates Dude. you wouldn't be interested if she were 18. <laughs> You're going to get me. I don't. I'm not trying to burn bridges. What, what was the. Uh, 
Where was I going with that? That it also makes sense why I've never been back. First, first of all, the night before you and I were up drinking till about five, and the interview was at six. Yeah, we yeah. walked in smelling like the bar. We were so drunk we were buying shots for the entire bar. It didn't have any money. I don't know how we pulled that off. Yeah. And then we uh, smoked weed right before we went into the interview. Yeah, it was- we walked in there smelling like uh, Willie Nelson's van. I remember that we. Like some guy came from the bar back to the hotel, and we were smoking weed with him. And uh, then I, like, at some point, was being really openly insulting about that guy on the phone. <laughs> this like, guy won't leave. This fucking idiot douchebag won't leave. <laughs> and he got up, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry." And he's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just down on every level, pile of shit won't get a look. I didn't mean anything by that. <laughs> Yeah, that was... He did. He wore out his welcome, though. He, I think he was trying to go to the studio with us or something. Like, yeah, he was trying... Like, that's when I got weird was that he was in my room and he was just kind of, like, laying down like as though he was <laughs> going to pass out. And I'm like, I'm not comfortable with this anymore. Like, Dude, we were... I don't see... Since I'm like a... Uh, I quit drinking uh, because it was messing a lot of stuff up. But those days were... Uh, uh, we got a lot of good stories out of them. We can't remember half of them. <laughs> but we definitely uh that's like why you do comedy though when you're that dysfunctional as a person like i just can't like oh i've got radio at 6 a.m i know what we should do is go to this bar beside the hotel you know yeah we're boneheads and that was pretty stupid what's the um what's the other story i was thinking about oh uh i told you about the uh time I went to, uh, <laughs> when I was like 22, I got this random call. Apparently, you know, uh, you remember a guy named Ray Straight? Ray Damn Straight. Yeah, that crazy old bastard. Um, <laughs> he went on the Jerry Springer show, and I guess... The- I remember Ray Straight used to do the Jerry Springer show quite a bit, didn't he? Or did he, he just do it he once? He got hooked up, but they would pay you to get other people to go, is what it was. Uh-huh. And so I just got a call from Jerry Springer show one time, where they're like, we heard you might want to be on this show. And so... I actually, they provided the story and everything. I had to sign off and say that, you know, it was my story, but who gives a shit, you know? So, I went out there. But that that wasn't bad travel-wise, but the destination was pretty fucked up. I capped it to the airport, flew out, limo from the airport to a suite in Chicago. But uh, <laughs> I played a, played a guy who was uh, cheating on his fiance with another chick who turned out to be a man. Okay. And so I had to, like, flip out <laughs> on stage and... Like, you're a fucking freak. The, the weirdest thing is whatever you talk about, people go, so it's all made up? And I'm like, I can't believe that anyone thinks it's true to begin with. You know, there was like a, there was a Klansman on one of the segments of my show, and I saw like uh, Jerry saying, hey, nice outfit backstage before he went out. And then the next thing I know when when it's going on, he's like, you know, well, I'm Jewish, so I find offense in you, <laughs> sir. And the crowd's like, Jerry, Jerry. Like he was a great spokesman for civil rights, you know, at that point. I'm like, did you guys see them, like, hugging it out back? Whatever. But uh, after the show, see, there was a couple of hot strippers on my segment. And so we all went back. We got stoned and we got pretty hammered at the suite. And we're just walking downtown Chicago enjoying ourselves. And uh, at one point, one of them says, uh, you know, we should do something crazy like uh, jump in the river. And I was, like, in the river before I thought twice. I ripped off my clothes and dove straight in the Chicago River. Uh, it was like November. When I hit the water, it knocked all the wind out of me. <laughs> so I had to tread as hard as I could to get up to gulp some air. And then I just start fucking plowing across this river. And at some point I realized that I might die because I couldn't breathe too well and I was getting exhausted. And like, thank God a log never came by or anything like that. But I decided to give up and I turn around and I realized I was at the middle of the river. So I'm like, I'm going to just keep swimming across the river. But in the meantime, they had like taken my clothes across a bridge to meet me on the other side. And uh, they got spotted by a security guard for NBC Studios who was, like, questioning them, like, where the fuck are you people from? Well, so, NBC can't have crazy Jerry Springer maniacs running around the front of their building drunk, jumping in the river, Bob. I'm, I'm surprised it's the first time it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I figured they would have, like, a, I should a, be a weekly, letter over there. <laughs> it should be a weekly event over there, you would think. He asked where they're from, and they're from Texas, so they told him. And I guess he just assumed that we were all together from Texas. I, mean, I guess they don't get a, a lot of people... From the Jerry Springer show, like you said. 
So I finally mercifully made it across to the other side, and I was uh, hanging on to a tow rope, because as it turns out, they don't have ladders for fat guys that jump in the river. And so, you know, I'm trying to pull myself out of there, and uh, they, they have to help boost me out. And the dude's looking at me with just this look of utter disgust as I'm sitting on the bank. They throw me my clothes, and steam's coming off of me. And so I, uh, I'm looking up, and I'm just pulling on my clothes, and this guy's just snarling at me. And finally he busts out. He goes, uh, boy, why the fuck you come all the way from Texas just to jump in the Chicago River? And I was like, because we ain't got a Chicago River in Texas. <laughs> and he's like, get the fuck out of here. So I just walked back to my hotel and passed out. Another drink. I wonder why I haven't quit drinking yet. These are all drinking stories. Yeah, well, <clears throat> that's okay. Drinking's part of travel. I woke up next to a sandwich. I think I was trying to eat. I was trying to get warm in the hotel. I turned up the heat and covered up. And I was eating a sandwich. I woke up and I roll over and there's a sandwich on my pillow. And that's more shameful than any woman I've ever woken up next to is waking up with a sandwich. And that's not the only time it's ever happened. <laughs> you, it's often you wake up with a sandwich? <laughs> One time I got really drunk. And, uh, I, we were having an after party after a show at my house. We had a bonfire. But I drank too much. And so I decided to get to McDonald's, uh, try to eat sober up. And I go home. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up and it's like 5 a.m. or something. And uh, I'm like, well, clearly I missed the party. And so I roll over to see if my wife's in bed, and uh, I feel a crinkle. <laughs> and I look down, and I've been spooning a bag of McDonald's. <laughs> so apparently, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed, eating my food, and passed out, and it was warm, so I spooned it and just went to sleep. <laughs> That's uh, You shouldn't really be proud of that, Bob. That's, that's all I've got. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. Riding the Greyhound bus. Riding the Greyhound bus. Holy shit, I think somebody might stab one of us. Riding the Greyhound bus. Riding the Greyhound bus Piss me off really bad And it makes me wanna cuss I'm not perfect, I'll admit But I don't like hanging out with convicts Riding the Greyhound bus Riding the Greyhound bus Say bye to your wife, give her a kiss I just sat in a puddle of piss Cause I'm riding the Greyhound bus Riding the Greyhound bus Okay, we're back Thanks for coming on the show. Check out uh, Bob Cook's website, Boobcock, B-O-O-B-C-O-K, and Aaron Kleiber on uh, Facebook, my other guest, who uh, is the only man I ever heard of who almost got a DUI and he wasn't even drinking. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, so, uh, And he's got all kinds of shit. He just shot a commercial. He's doing movies, TV. The kid's fucking unbelievable. So uh, that was a good first episode, man. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, be sure and uh, be good to our sponsors, uh, which are Fleshlight and my weed dealer, Enrique, who works out of the green van outside the Shoshone's. Or no, the Shoney's, not Shoshone's. That's an Indian tribe, I believe. Yes, yes, famous for their shrimp buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. We'll Happy travels. Smoke weed.